couple things before we get started, people. I want to thank you for listening to the podcast. Hey, don't forget, subscribe to Racer X Magazine. Right now, they've got a deal going on. It's uh, up until June 10th. People can get three issues for three bucks. Uh, that's the print and the digital version. Or uh, you can get, uh, if you want just the digital version, it's like 99 cents. How cheap is that? We, we have things in the magazine that we never put online, and I work super hard for the stuff that I do in the magazine. We all do. And so please check it out. If you let your subscription lapse or anything like that, please check it out, racerxonline.com to go and get some uh, the deal right now until June 10th. Three issues, three bucks. Just do it. Thanks for listening. Hey, everybody. It's Mathis. Thank you for listening to the podcast. Appreciate it. Hey, you know I'm Canadian, and you know what? I'm also proud to say that insulin for diabetes was invented right in my home country of Canada, the same Canada that brings you Hawkins Cheesies and Ross Rollerball Peterson, two amazing things. Hey, I was a shocker to me to find out that on average, the same insulin in the United States can be upwards of 10 times more expensive than the exact same product up in Canada. Go to prairieinsulin.com. Uh, tell them Pulp MX sent you to get an additional 10% off the already low Canadian prices on insulin and all other prescription medications. Check it out. Uh, they believe that you taking care of your health shouldn't burden you financially. Thanks for listening, everybody. Again, save on medication. PrairieInsulin.com. A Pulp MX Network production. Welcome to the Fly Racing Steve Mathis Show presented by Maxis Tires and Renthal on RacerXOnline.com. With your continued support of our sponsors, we have surpassed 1,500 podcasts delivered with over 15 million downloads. Click that Amazon banner on Pulp MX to help us out. Donate via Patreon if it suits you. As always, enrich your moto lifestyle by working with the sponsors who support us. Moto Podcast, featuring legends of the past, stars of today, season previews and race reviews, introspection, opinion, facts, and laughs. Here's your host, Steve Mathis. Welcome, everybody, to the Fly Racing Racer X Podcast Show with Jeff Stanton and Damon Bradshaw promoting the Moto Fight Club race that's taken place next week next this this coming tuesday actually uh so thanks for listening flyracing.com the official gear of damon bradshaw and uh blake baggett zach osborne and many more justin brayton uh please check out flyracing.com uh their sale just ended but uh they've got some good deals going on during this covid crisis and they've got a lot of new products and things like that so please check out flyracing.com mountain bikes jet skis snowmobiles if you want to prep for the upcoming snow season uh in December. Uh, flyracing.com will have you uh, dialed in. Thanks to the folks at Renthal as well. Renthal, uh, grab life by the bars. The Fat Bar 36, of course, is their latest and greatest invention that Kenny Roxon's been using to win some supercrosses. They've got Twin Wall. They've got 7 8 Bar. They've got, of course, the uh, Fat Bar, the original Fat Bar that they came out with as well. So, Renthal.com, they've been building champions and making uh, racers uh, uh, feel better since 1969. So uh, they've been around a long time, the folks at Renthal, and uh, all the bends and all the colors that you need from those guys. The sprockets as well. So don't forget Renthal.com for your needs for that. And Maxxis Tires, 
Developed by Jeremy McGrath, MXST. So I was in McGrath's race shop the other day, and uh, he's got his Maxxis van there. So he's a big part of the folks at Maxxis, and uh, MXSTs are being used by A-Ray and uh, AJ Catanzaro and Supercross. They've been in main events. I've got a set on my Blue Coup right now. So thanks to uh, Maxxis.com uh, for more information on that. Mountain Bike Tires, too. The phenomenal uh, job at that from the folks at Maxxis. So thanks, everybody, for coming on board with this. You want more information on this? If you got an Android, you got it. You got iOS, whatever it is. Uh, the Moto Fight Club. Uh, it's Tuesday. It's a uh, Villapoto, Alessi, Bradshaw, Stanton, Glover, Pastrana, Sipes, Weimer, Tedesco, and Wyndham, all racing against each other in bracket style races. And uh, it's twenty nine ninety five, I believe, to purchase uh, this thing. Um, and uh, go, you can go to Moto Fight Club uh, on Instagram, fight.tv. Uh, you can watch it on your PS4, on your Xbox, Roku, Android, Amazon, all that kind of stuff. Um, Looking forward to this event, and uh, we're going to get to see these guys go head-to-head. And uh, they're going to put on a show, but at the same time, they're all very competitive champions, right? So it's going to probably have some bad blood going on there. And also, a pro- uh, part of the proceeds will be donated to Road to Recovery. They're going to auction off helmets and jerseys and gloves, the goggles for docks as well. So these guys are giving back in this time uh, of nothing going on. Um, so please check it out. If you're on the fence about it, Monday, May 11th at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific, there's a roundtable, and it's free. Uh, you can watch these guys, some of the greats, get around to fe- campfire and tell some stories and talk about some different stuff. And uh, you can go from there and decide whether you want to buy the uh, the race the next day. So I, I will definitely be checking it out. So uh, Tuesday, May 12th, 5 p.m. Paci- 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific. Moto Fight Club. Uh, I'm looking forward to talking to Stanton and Bradshaw here. And they're matched up uh, this week, this Tuesday, to go against each other. Two-stroke, four-stroke? I don't know. I ask them about it in this show. So uh, thanks, everybody, for listening. Appreciate it. Enjoy the podcast. And uh, here's Damon Bradshaw and Jeff Stanton. As I stated off the top, uh, I'm very happy to do this podcast to promote the uh, Fight Club race coming up from the Moto Fight Club guys. Next week on the Fly Racing Racer X podcast, it's a couple of guys that I consider my friends, which is which is awesome. Uh, first up, from flyracing.com, former Yamaha factory rider, Damon Bradshaw. What's up, Damon? How are you? Uh, not much, man. Glad to uh, glad to be a part of this deal and uh, have the opportunity to chat with you guys. Yeah, this is, this is exciting. This is cool. Also on the line, six-time AMA Supercross Motocross champion, factory Honda rider, Jeff Stanton. What's up, six-time? How are you, man? No, I, I think I got a little more going on than Damon today. Started off with a local local pig farmer called me and said, "Hey, I got two pigs that broke their leg." So when they were the up, so I went over there, knocked them in the head, cut their throats, pulled the guts out of them, took them to the butcher, and uh, you know they're, they're they're like, "Here, take it. It's free pork chops, dude." So I went and jumped all over that this morning and. Uh, just got done dropping them off at the butcher, and now I'm getting ready to go plant some corn. <laughs> yeah, it's a busy, busy nice. morning. Yeah, exactly. You've been going since five. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, hey, let's uh, let's get started with this uh, this thing. So, first of all, um, how much prep? I'll start with you, Jeff. Have you been riding? How much prep have you been doing for this thing? I've been I've been riding a little bit because I'm just getting that feeling that it's going to be a little more intense than maybe my 52 year old body will handle. So, <laughs> oh, we'll that's BS. <laughs> Complete BS. But hey, that's all right. That's going in one ear and right out the other. I know. He, Jeff Jeff is playing core here, huh, Damon? That's that's yeah. Yeah, yeah. I I thought that when we did the pit bike race, and it was like he was 17, 18 years old, and and wrecking me and looking over his shoulder and laughing. I, well, that's hey, but, so, I did, but I did stop and laugh. I know, but you you waited for me to make it a race again. But yeah, I appreciate that. Uh, <laughs> so, 
My, that's the problem with us is we both got 17, 18 year old minds. That right. Say, yeah, we can, we can do this. But it's, <laughs> yeah, it's our bodies that are like, no, we can't. But yeah. it's gonna be fun. It's gonna be fun. We're gonna make it a, a great time for everybody. Everybody's starving for entertainment right now, so yeah, it's just good timing to put it together. Yeah, it is. It is really cool for sure, and I think you guys are gonna do really well. I'm looking forward to it as well. The the yeah, we'll start the Chicagoland thing, Damon. And that's where you guys were riding TTRs. Uh, Mike Brown was involved, and I heard it got intense. I heard it got really intense. You know, it did, but it was just another one of those events that were fun that that got thrown together, and I think it went over really well. And for how it all happened, I don't know, but it it seemed like every time the gate dropped that me, Jeff, and Mike Brown ended up all three together. (laughs) And then Villapoto and – some TTR or 110 specialty kid, Carson Brown, yeah. was, you know, up front. But, again, it was, you know, it's no different than it's ever been, right? You want to win. That never goes away. No. Maybe we're a little smarter. I, I don't know. You know, I just explained it to somebody here a minute ago. I said, you know, you, you have to think, you know, because winning is winning, but then when you get to this point in life, it's like, all right, where is that woe point? You know, where do you – but it, it all still goes away. It doesn't matter if it's basketball, if it's 110s, or if it's 450s. You know, we all still want to win, but mm-hmm. maybe we're a little smarter. I, I don't know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> hey, Jeff, what are you going to ride? What's, a, what's your bike of choice for this thing? Well, I originally said I was going to ride a CR250, and I posted that. I'm yep. going to bring a CR250, but I've been riding my four-stroke every day, and I feel really good on it. So um, I'm going to ride my two. It took today off. I'm going to ride my CR250 here in the next couple of days. So I'm on the fence. I'm going to bring two different bikes, see what the track's like. Yep. I really yep. want to ride my CR250. I love riding it. It's super fast. Uh-huh. It runs really good. And I just like that smell of that VP and that maximal oil and that two-stroke smoke and right. the, the sound of that 250. But, no, nah, I talked to Sipes. He's going to ride a 250, and I think Travis is bringing one. So it will be cool to hear, hear, hear some two-strokes yeah. there, I think. Yeah, and Damon, what are you going to ride? Uh, I plan on riding a 450 just yep. because that's that's what I have. And, you know, I've been riding two-strokes for the last so, three years. So right. having something new is just kind of a, that spark of, you know, something fun again. Mm-hmm. But, um and, and, you know, talking about the, the prep, you know, I, I have been able to ride a, a little bit, but I've also been working my freaking butt off helping a buddy of mine because once traveling stopped, I, I don't sit very well, so I had to go and do something. But it's close to where I need to ride, so uh, I wasn't pulling hog guts out and going to the slaughter this morning. But, but, I, but, I, but I did have a shovel in my hand at times and doing a little trucking here and there. So, right, yeah, right. I've been busy. Um, uh, again, uh, Tuesday, May 12th, 5 p.m., uh, 2 p.m. Pacific on uh, Fight Pay-Per-View. It's, a, it's an app you can get on, uh, on your browser, on your uh, web page, uh, on your uh, apps, whatever it is, on your phone. Watch it on your smart TV, that kind of stuff. So please check it out. It's uh, It'll be fun. And there's a fireside chat that's free on May 11th uh, at 7 p.m. Eastern. So uh, please check it out, Moto Fight Club. Um, I guess uh, let's let's go. I've asked this question uh, to Ryan and Mike we had on the, on, the, uh, on the phone on Monday night. I'll start with you guys. I'll ask you guys the same questions. Now, I assume both of you are looking forward to racing each other because this is continuing the, the incredible rivalry you guys had throughout the 90s. So I'm gonna. You're, you're you're each. You're disqualified from saying the other guy, because that's obvious. But so who do you most want to race besides each other, and who are you looking forward to watching ride? Uh, I'll start with you, Jeff. Who do you want to race outside of Damon, and who are you looking forward to seeing ride? Well, it'd be cool to race against you know Kevin Kevin 
touted he's beat everybody but myself. Right. Not that I can even come close, come close to beating Kevin, but it'll be cool to line up against Kevin. Hey, any one of them. I mean, I never lined up against Travis, and and so any one of those guys would be awesome. And man, I, I mean, I like Ryan Sipes. He's mm-hmm. a super good dude, and he's he's. He just rides everything, and so he's going to be tough to beat. You know, I'm sure Ivan rides good. So right. I'd say either one of those guys will be, you know, on the top of the podium. But uh, I'll line up with anybody. It doesn't matter. I'm I'm not scared. When I line up now, I know that I, no matter what, I still have to, in this case, drive home instead of fly home. So I just keep that in mind, ride within my means, and enjoy it and have fun. And, it's just it's just perfect timing for everything, you know. We're going to donate a bunch of stuff and help out some causes and and just make some entertainment for everybody. I'm uh, pumped. Yeah, no, it's gonna be it's gonna be great. And Damon, what about you? Who are you most looking forward to ride outside of Jeff? And who do you want to watch? Um, Travis is always exciting because you just you never know <laughs> yeah. what you're going to see at any given time. So <laughs> I would say watching Travis, yes, that will be exciting. But I'm kind of the same way with Jeff. I mean, just getting an opportunity to race with some of these guys that I that I have it. Um, and obviously, you know, me and Jeff have, I've, I've ridden some with Travis, never raced with Travis, mm-hmm. raced with Wyndham a little bit. And, and Wyndham was popping his gums early on in this deal. And <laughs> I, I had told Wyndham back in the day when I left Yamaha, we were in, I think we were in Japan. So I was trying to ride the 97 Honda, which yep. nobody, nobody wanted to ride at the time. And I was struggling trying to get my feet under me on that thing. And we were in practice, and him and Lusk were screwing with me in practice. Well, they stayed on Yamaha. I'd yep. gotten fired in 96 or whatever. Yep. And uh, it's screwing with me in practice. So I went over to the Yamaha truck on the way back to the pit, and I told them both. I said, <laughs> if you guys continue to fuck with me in practice, I'm going to break both of your legs. <laughs> and, and, and McCarty and all everybody were standing there and, you know, looking at me like, wow, he just said that. Right. And so I, I rode off and went to the truck. And then, you know, you typically I never really felt bad after saying some things, you know, we said back in the day. But I got to thinking about it. Well, then years later, you know, Ezra makes a comment. I mean, obviously, I yeah. we're, we're all friends, but it was in the heat of the moment. And yeah. Ezra made the comment, man, you know, on mini bikes, I looked up to this guy, blah, blah, blah. And then he rides up and tells me I'm break my leg. <laughs> you know, so, yeah, it, it did make me feel pretty bad. So I still got some bad blood there with, with uh, at least with Wyndham anyways. But, right. But touching on, you know, Jeff, I mean, and these guys, obviously, everybody has been talking smack. If you could see our group text, yeah. the stuff that's going on with this is really cool. But, you know, I have a lot of respect for, for Jeff, and I have a lot of respect for Bob, and, and respect these other guys, but on a different level. They're all mm. younger. So, really, for me to jaw jack to Jeff, it's, that's that's worthless. But I know that the racing will be no different than it was ever how many years ago it was. I'm not going to date ourselves. I'm not going to say that. <laughs> But, um, so, yeah, I mean, I know that that's going to happen, and that's what, you know, people essentially want to see. But the thing is, is I just want to be in the mix. That's the whole, that's the whole goal. And, yep. and we're all, for me, it's, it's like you're riding the unknown. Again, it's like Jeff said, you have to remember there is, to, there is a tomorrow, and we all have stuff to do after the fact. Mm-hmm. But all that stuff goes out the window. So I, I just am uh, looking forward to seeing the guys having the thing on Monday night, which is going to be really interesting. And then, and then to go racing and see how this thing all folds out. Uh, you know, Jeff touched on it a little bit about the stuff that we're doing with Road to Recovery, and and then my personal charity is going to be Parkinson's. So, um, yeah, it's going to be neat. I, I think in the end we're all going to go, man, this was freaking killer. It was a, yeah. a success. 
and a lot of people enjoyed it. Yeah, I heard about a couple of guys that passed on this. I think they're going to regret it. I think they're going to they're going to really regret. They're going to see the fun time. You guys are going to have some good uh, people watching this. A lot of a good number of people watching this thing, and I think people are going to be like, "Man, that looks like fun!" Because you guys are racing. You're all competitive, like you said. But Jeff, um, you know, at the same time, this is going to be a lot of fun for all of you guys. Yeah, and that's the goal. And it's not to say we can't do it again, you know, right. three months down the line if it's super successful and it, it, it works out. And so it was just important to be a part of the, the first one, the inaugural one, uh, make it worth everybody's time and uh, to raise raise some money for um, our charities. You know, we're also doing uh, goggles for docs, which, yep. you know, Hart started that. So we hope to raise a bunch of money there and road recovery um cystic fibrosis there's just so many cool things that we're doing just outside of making entertainment for everybody so it's gonna be awesome um i'm actually stoked to see brock uh now jeff you overlapped with him at yamaha uh, as did you on your uh your final year uh, his final year Mm -hmm. at yamaha damon your first you guys overlap with brock he hasn't ridden a ton um i hope he shows up on a yz490 jeff <laughs> he rides really good. So listen, I do a race with Brock every year in Italy. Oh, you do? Um, we do. Oh, we I do that trans. Okay. We do that Transbargo race. Oh, and, uh, yeah. Brock. Brock rides still. Ride. Don't let Brock fool you. He's yeah, he yeah. won that every year. <laughs> that every year in his age category, he still rides good. So and you know he keeps in shape. So yeah. I know where Brock. I know where Brock's riding level is at. But uh, no, it's cool to see. It's cool to see a guy that age not that he's much older than i am they yeah. still want to go out and ride and and again knows his limits know what he can do and can't do right and uh still be a part of this kind of stuff that's awesome and you know instead of uh, somebody saying I, I i can't ride i can't ride well you know brock doesn't ride all the time but yeah. he's gonna go out and, and participate and enjoy himself and and uh put on a show damien was there anybody cooler than brock like in the mid 80s on his yamaha with jt gear like just uh, like right. I like, remember well. I I watched both of those guys. I watched Jeff, you know, even as an amateur, right. Jeff riding the 490, and then Brock later on in in the years, and you know, having to ride against David on on the motorcycle that David Bailey had, and so, and then having the opportunity to ride more or less that same bike with just a lot bigger fuel tank <laughs> yeah. later on in my career. Yeah. Um, against against <laughs> Jeff when Jeff was riding one of the state of the art 500s and yeah. against Wardy, so. That's what I was going to say. I know you have a lot of listeners, and I know that there is a lot of people out there that still have those 500. So if there was some way that we could get three of them there and then have Travis on the Revzilla, I think that would be badass because not really three different eras, but you know know what I mean. And we all – it's like I I made the comment – actually, Steve, you'll you'll remember this because we're at Supercross, and I knew Brock was somewhere close by. I said it was really cool that I got to watch Brock Glover when I was in a stroller ride the same bike that I got to ride <laughs> later on in my career. <laughs> oh, I know, right? I, it, so. it's, it's funny because you all have history with the YZ490. Jeff, you first oh. really, to me, Jeff, your first yeah. in 87, the 87 500 Nationals was like you're coming out. Like, look at this guy. Yeah. He's crushing it, right? And it's ironic, yeah. Stanton, that you never won a 500 national title. It's amazing you never I did. I know. Right. I know. Never did. I, you know, that's, right. that's the nemesis. But, I, hey, I, I enjoyed riding those, those YZ490s, <laughs> and that's on my bucket list to get. Um, my uh, son and I do a bunch of vintage racing, and so I'm looking for a decent YZ490 because they're easy to work oh, on. There you and, go. You know, but, they they ping and it's it's all good, but right. I wrote them I wrote them decent, you know, or late in my amateur career, oh, yeah. a couple of Loretta's yeah. Loretta's titles and right. uh, 
and uh, battled with Johnson and Wardy on those things. They, they, hey, everybody made fun of them, but they did. They worked well. Well, Glover's cha- the stories oh, behind it make it all worth it. Yeah, this, this, you know what I mean. Glover's the conversations after the fact. Glover's title against Bailey is one of the most underrated rides ever. That he beat Bailey on that works bike. Uh, mm-hmm. And Damon's Bob Oliver's got a lot of Damon Bradshaw stories, and one of my favorites, <laughs> besides telling the guy at Hangtown to put a close sign on the track as a way to improve it, that was awesome. Uh, one of my other ones was Damon told Bob, "Bob, take this shock off, put a strut in it. At least I'll know what it'll do every single lap instead of fading." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was you know, and they were. It's like Jeff said, they they were fast. I mean, they were fast. It was just. Uh, geometry a little bit and and the suspension but the cool thing for me when i wrote it was you needed it to detune because by the end of you know 35 37 minutes it was a bear to hold on to so it was nice that it detuned itself but yeah just the stories behind that bike I, i was in nap the other day getting some parts and i overheard these two guys talking and one was rebuilding an XR600, and uh-huh. so I looked at him. I said, "The Scott Summer Special," and he goes, "Yeah, the boss, yeah, yeah." And so, and then the other guy says, "Yeah," he goes, "I got a, I got a YZ490, and it's got blue seat and blue graphics." I go, "The one with the big tank," and he goes, "Yeah." And if you could have seen these guys, it was hilarious. <laughs> I was like, "Oh my gosh!" Yeah. So yeah, and anyway, you and you won a cool. moto, Damon, on that thing on WR. You actually yeah, won a moto. Yeah, I don't, I, I, I vaguely, yeah, I do remember that. But, no, it was cool. I mean, obviously racing right. against, you know, the best guys, the best bikes, and, and to be able to to hang in there a little bit yeah. was – and now the stories, to me, are worth worth everything. Right. Uh, the rivalry yeah. you guys had was amazing. Jeff, um, it's funny because, Damon, we've had you in studio here. We've c- covered this with you. And, Jeff, I've talked to you about it numerous times. Literally, the highlight, one of the highlights of your life, Jeff, as a professional, was 1992 L.A. Coliseum winning that title. And, Damon, one of the worst days of your professional life was 92 L.A. Coliseum. The dichotomy there, Jeff, for both of you is, is really ironic, where you're, you're on the total opposite ends of the spectrum. You're friends now. And you know it was your friend, one of your friend's worst days. And, Damon, you know it was one of your friend's best days, uh, Jeff. I'll start with you. Um, it's just it's kind of funny that way. Yeah, it's just, you know, weird how things work out. You know, as racing against Damon for so many years, we just, the cool part is we had so much respect for each other. Right. Not just that LA Coliseum race where it yeah, worked out great for me and not so great for him. But, uh, you know, I was thinking about it last night. We go back to Gatorback, so many races at Gatorback where Damon and I battled each other. We passed each other like three or four times per lap, and we had the respect for each other that, I wouldn't take him out. I knew he wouldn't take him out. He would pass me clean. I'd pass him clean. And there's not very many paired-up riders in their, their their history that could say that they had the respect for each other like like we did, and we could battle and put up and put on a great race. And not looking over our shoulder, is he going to come in and take me out? Mm-hmm. I, I would never do that to him. He didn't do it to me. And so uh, that that's to me that's what's iconic about our relationship racing and now is we just had great respect for each other and uh yeah the la the la thing it took me obviously it was great for me i did what i had to do that day it didn't work out for him and so you know life goes on but it's all to me it's all about the respect that we had for each other yeah yeah damon it was a tough day for you but yeah that's you know that's part of being a rival with rival with somebody yeah, no, it was. I mean, that's where the cards fell, and obviously they, they fell in, in Jeff's favor that day. But it was just, you know, we've talked about it a million times. It just didn't go my way. I didn't yep. ride good. Um, and, yeah, it was a ton of pressure, and 
typically performed well under pressure that day just wasn't the day but you know Jeff was talking about the you know the the years at Gatorback and and ones that really really stick in my mind was was Mount Morris numerous times yeah. um yeah standing on the podium after just back and forth battle and then the year at Daytona I think I was going for I don't know 10 in a row or whatever and mm-hmm. knowing that was that was Jeff's territory and and Jeff you know ended up winning that day I think I led majority of the main event and I made a mistake towards the end and he got by and we raced like hell the last three laps and we're standing on the podium and you never really typically heard this come out of Jeff's mouth, but yeah. we were standing there on the podium and it was all we could do to stand up <laughs> yeah. after battling that long. And he's like, I, I, and it was on lines of this, maybe not exactly. He's like, and I was thinking the same thing. I hope we don't have to stand here much longer because I'm going to have to sit down. <laughs> you know, we were so freaking tired yeah. right. and, and wore out after that. But, you know, again, it was, yeah, I got beat that day. I lost the 10th one in the row. I think it was a, you know, a record at the time, but, Having that battle and then being able to be, you know, to be on the podium was really in the end. It, it was, uh, it was damn near like winning. Right, right. Um, and it's funny. I was thinking about that Coliseum thing, and I was relating it to today's races. And this is what we've talked about in the media. Like, whenever this Eli Tomac Ken Roxon battle picks back up, and we hope it's the end of this month. We don't know for sure. This is going to be similar to 92, Jeff, where the riots in L.A. postponed the final round. You guys went to the Nationals. <laughs> like, it's ironic that uh, you're doing this fight club thing. You're going to race against each other next week. And then we're sort – the only other time in a situation where there's been this big break bet- before the f- before final rounds of Supercross is 92. So Eli and wow. Ken are just kind of chilling, you know. They're, one, they're three points uh, separation right now, Jeff. Yeah, it's it's weird how it plays out. Hopefully they can get back to doing some racing here. Um, you know, with the crowd, without a crowd, I, just, I don't know what. To, I, hey, our governor in Michigan's completely crazy, so I don't even know what to say about all everything that's going on. But right. hopefully they get back to racing yeah. and, and make make something happen. Um, and at that point, I guess we'll see who uh, kept riding and who kept training what? and or who was sitting on the beach. Right. It, it was. <laughs> what, was it a month? Was it a month for, for you guys, Jeff? About? Yeah, it, it was, was it? always that way for us. You know, we would race outdoor nationals yeah. um, in, in the middle of that supercross season. You know, we would go Atlanta, uh, Gainesville, Daytona. Yeah. So they threw some out, outdoor stuff in between there. And, uh, yeah, we raced Red, yep. or Red Bud before that round at the L.A. Coliseum. So, yeah. um, and that always, that always favored me because I, I liked outdoors, and that would give me a little confidence. And so, yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know what year they stopped that that whole that whole process, but yeah, yeah. And Damon, for you, you crashed at Red Bud before the Coliseum, yeah. and and that you know, yeah. who knows what it what it wouldn't have done if the if the riots hadn't suspended the race, right? So the break hurt. Yeah, you. yeah. There's yeah. always that changing thing. I mean, I to be honest with you, I don't. I hate to see the Supercross season the way it was kind of all folding out to end um, the way that it potentially could end. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just not under the normal format. And the, yeah, true, they all have to adjust the same. But I really would have liked to seen it fold out normal for those guys because yeah. to me it was as exciting as it has been you know in a long time. I mean I I never been too excited about watching a race, but right. I enjoyed going to Supercross and sitting up there and watching those guys. Absolutely, Fly Racing Racer X podcast uh, with Jeff Stanton and Damon Bradshaw, presented by Max's Tires and the folks at Renthal, of course. Uh, thanks to those guys for FlyRacing.com, of course, uh, coming on board. Check them out and. Uh, Race Tech as well. Uh, Pulp twenty twenty. Pulp twenty is the code to save at racetech.com. Get your motor work done. Get some suspension work done from the folks at Race Tech, who probably worked with Stanton and Bradshaw at some point at, in the careers. Uh, Paul Feed there at Race Tech. So uh, thanks to those guys for coming on board. A couple more questions. Few few, few more questions, guys. Um, so Jeff, I'll start with you. So like, 
peak Damon Bradshaw, Jeff Stanton rivalry. Like we're talking, you know, maybe ninety two, maybe ninety one, whatever the the, the the peak years. Are you guys talking much? Like I don't think Tomek and Roxon talk, right? Like they may say hi or something, but there's not a lot going on. Same with Chad and Ricky and Chad and James and Ricky. And J- like they don't hang. Are, are, are you are you guys at your peak rivalry? Are you talking about the track conditions or anything outside of like good ride? <laughs> no, I would say no. Not talking about track conditions, and that's just the competitor yeah. in, in all of us yeah. in in the in the heat of our battle. Um, so I would say no. No, but yeah. I, I got a great campfire story, and I'll just make it short and sweet. Yeah, Damon, I talked about <laughs> it at the NASCAR races uh, after Gainesville one year. We'd stay back Daytona. And uh, I come in from a room. He's out shooting baskets in the courtyard where we were staying. I'm like, I'm going to go out and play with him. So I go out and we pull in one on one. And can't, of course, that turns into competitive. And I didn't let him be me. You know, <laughs> he's going to do the same. And then I rolled my ankle so flat playing basketball. I mean, it might as well have broke that some bitch. And so, you know, I, I finished out the day, I finished out the game, and I went back into the hotel and I get on the phone and I'm trying to call the therapist and get my ankle. And so the whole week in between day to, uh, in between Gainesville and Daytona, I didn't ride all week. My ankle was black as blue as could be. And so, uh, so yeah, we did stuff together. But yeah. it's not like you, you go to dinner or do anything. No. Yeah. Same, it's, it's the same. Yeah, yeah it's it's same deal. Compet- right. It's competitive. Yeah, yeah same yeah. deal, Damon, for you. Like, you're like, look, look, Jeff, I know this thing's coming down to me <laughs> and you uh, tonight or today. And I, I don't really want to say how, how are you doing, Jeff, or anything. No, very similar, and I think yep. we did. I mean, we did talk in passing, and, you know, back then, I think, we, like, again, we were both in the basketball, so in passing, we'd talk about, you know, the Bulls, because I was a big Michael Jordan fan, and so, yep. you know, we were always talking about it on the weekend. Did you, you know, did you see that game, blah, 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 so pretty quick in passing, but it wasn't like that with anybody else. Yeah, I mean the only other the only other guys would have been the guys on my team, and and yeah, I mean huh. speaking to Jeff and like you said, you know, a basketball game here and there, and and maybe at times you know I'd ask him something about the farm because we had you know horses and stuff back in North Carolina, but okay. but more or less small talk. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, I would right. I would say maybe maybe more than the guys do now, but. Jeff was the only guy. <laughs> there, there's an epic story of uh, uh, Wardy, RJ. Uh, by the way, we got to get those two guys out, too, for this thing. If we do a part two of the Moto Fight Club, Wardy and RJ. Heck, yeah. Um, but there's a famous story of uh, in California, in SoCal, probably Richie Canyon or somewhere. RJ's out on a 500 riding. Wardy pulls up. Like, they didn't know they were going to be there, right? This is the height of the rivalry. And, and Wardy pulls up, and RJ just starts a moto, and Wardy jumps in early, and they're at different parts of the track. And those sons of bitches went until they ran out of gas. Wardy or RJ ran out of gas. They wouldn't pull in. Neither guy would pull in. It was insane. That is, I never heard that. That's a good one. Yeah, can you imagine? You're just you're just in some SoCal track in the middle of the field, and these two guys who are just the best in the world are riding. Well, you know? well, you knew Hannah did that on a regular basis, right? He'd go ride for an hour, run it out of gas, and then push it two miles back to the truck through knee-deep sand. Yeah, I crazy. Right? I'm sure you heard those stories, ah. stories, Jeff, at Yamaha. You know, yeah. that's what Bob oh, yeah. used to do. Yeah. Right. <laughs> uh, 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 I walked to school uphill both. Yeah, I know, right? Right. Yep. Um, hey, so uh, all right. So I talked, you guys, Jeff. You talked about how you respect each other and you could race hard and all of that. But was there, what was the race or what was the moment where things got really heated or was there between you two? Was there a race or a moment uh, where it really got serious, where where J- I, Damon was yelling about breaking legs? Nah, I would say no. Charlotte. I, I would, Jeff. I mean, that was probably the one okay. that I know I got. I know I got you pretty hard there, and I know we swapped 
a few times, but it was one of those deals where it was hometown. It was yeah. like Jeff racing either at Pontiac or racing at Redbud, you know. And But other than that, I think, man, it was just always good freaking square yeah. Yeah, yeah. racing, you know. It, it, it never got chicken level. It never got anything. No, like no, <laughs> he- hell no. And, and you know, it, it was so fun. Way more fun than than racing with a lot of the guys that you knew you had to because you had to race every rider differently. Yeah. But when I got the opportunity to either be, and and to me, I like to race being that guy behind because then it's a game of how close can you ride to that guy, and have let him know that you're there. But then you also have that respect that you know what he's going to do. You know he's not going to drift in the air. And yep. it just—it's a good feeling to race that way. I mean, I—I I, I didn't like having to race with those other guys the other way, but that's the way it was, and that's the way it ended. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and for you, Jeff, you're probably hearing like uh, uh, Dave Arnold or or JMB complain about Damon, like, "Oh, this guy—he's always hitting me. He's always—and you're like, I don't know, man. He's fine with me. We race clean, but. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and and there's all, it all goes back to that respect. And it's way before, uh, like Damon said, our professional racing, you know. Yeah. He, we both had uh, killer uh, Yamaha amateur support, and he was on a mini bike when I was just getting into the big bikes. And so, we, you know, we were around each other all the time, even as, as you know, as, as young kids. And so it just, it just carried on, you know, professionally. It's, right. It's all good. But, but you know yeah. what's weird about that is that was very similar to me and RJ because me and RJ were close when I was young, and he was already riding 250s on factory. Yamaha and I was still on mini bikes, but then once me and RJ had to race against one another, it completely went out the window. Right. I mean, the, friend, <laughs> the friendship went away. Yeah. You know, but it's so it's just weird, man. It's personalities and and you know how RJ is, and but again, it's you know it's that competition. Uh, Tuesday, May twelfth, uh, five p.m. Eastern, two p.m. Pacific. Moto Fight Club. Get the app. Get it online. You can uh, get it on uh, iOS and Android devices. All sorts of stuff like that. Go to fight.tv as well to learn more about it. Follow Fight on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, we're gonna have Bradshaw and Stanton and Alessi Villapoto, Glover, Pastrana, Tedesco, Wyndham, Sipes, Weimer. Um, by the way. Um, uh, the last time you might have raced Jake Weimer, he's told this story on the show, Damon. Uh, you were coming back to Arena Cross, uh, and uh, he was 14 on a Super Mini, and you guys were racing up in Idaho at some race, and he got the whole shot, and, and you passed him right away, and then you said, stay out of my way or I'll break your leg, Weimer. And he, he said he was... <laughs> he, he, he told me that, but I have, a hard, I have a hard time believing that, but maybe he remembers it better than me, but I... Right. Oh, I, I love it. BS on that. I... He, yeah, he, I don't think I would go that low, but maybe I did. <laughs> Some 14-year-old kid. He's like, oh, yeah, God. He, he obviously was good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, get out of my way. So uh, we're going to see more of that uh, at the Moto Fight Club for sure. Um, undisclosed location, but both of you have to travel for this. Are you flying in or are you driving, Jeff? No, I'm driving. Everybody's, dri- everybody's, everybody's driving. Everybody's driving? Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Everybody's Everybody's loading up their bike and their pickup truck and driving. Yeah, just, you that's know, right. Biden Old school along. moto style. Right, right. Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah that'll, yeah. Be, that'll be awesome. Um, <clears throat> hey, Jeff, so 1990 comes, right? Uh, you're the defending Supercross champion. New bike from Honda. Uh, I don't think you're gelling with it right away. And uh, Damon comes out of nowhere, uh, 89, 125, Supercross champion. Damon comes out of nowhere and wins the first couple of rounds. Are you? How worried are you at that point? And this, this 1990 season, by the way, for people who are listening, Go watch Throttle for the Gold or something it's called uh, on YouTube. Yep. It, it's an amazing season, Jeff. And you early on, you know, it wasn't looking so good for you to defend this thing. No, because, you know, you win you win a championship and maybe you're 
I didn't I didn't work as hard as I should have on the off season. I did a bunch of races in Europe, and uh, you know everybody's hungrier. They worked a little harder. They get their bikes dialed in, and you know I'd be the first to admit I came in lackluster and wasn't ready. And it took luckily or fortunately for me, I got better as the season went on yeah. and uh, put you know put put it together. And that goes back to having some of them outdoor nationals in the middle of our Supercross season, some confidence and and kept you know kept it rolling. But yeah, there was great race. They're just great racing. Oh, um, it's phenomenal. You know, somebody yeah. said something about Tam- uh, Tampa uh, Supercross one year where there's like nine nine lead changes, nine different guys, and uh, you know Damon and I battled there as well. So so many so many great right. years of racing right there in that in that '90s era. Yeah, that '90s season, Damon. It's it's like the kids, right? You, Larry Ward, Chicken, uh, Kudrowski's 250 guy, and it's like the kids versus the vets. Wardy's hanging on there. Jeff's Jeff's kind of in between. But uh, uh, RJ's back. It, it, what a season that was! I I feel like it was probably easier for me than it was the guys that had already been there because coming in as a young rider, you really don't have anything to lose and you have everything to gain. So the pressure level is not it's not there yet. You know, e- even though when I beat RJ in, in Osaka in Japan and we're standing on the podium, he goes, and I won't say exactly what yeah. he said, but basically you screwed up now. And I'm like, what are you talking about? He goes, well, you've won. He goes, anything after this, everybody's going to want to know what happened. <laughs> why, why didn't you win? But but he's right, because after you start winning and you start doing well, yeah. now that pressure starts building, or at least it did for me. So in the beginning, there was no pressure. I mean, it was just go out, get good starts, go as fast as you can go, and, and you know, if you didn't crash, you won. <laughs> so, I, you know, and I, and I knew that year Jeff was struggling, but it didn't really change – uh, the way I went into the race. I mean, I remember seeing Jeff, you know, in the pits, and you could tell that he just he wasn't happy. And right, and you know, and again, we had known one another coming into that, and I, I and it wasn't it was and it wasn't that I felt bad, but I knew what that's like, right? When yeah. things aren't gelling, you just can't make it happen. And then, like you said, he was able to build confidence with some outdoor stuff coming there, and and um, you know, he, yeah. he made it happen in the end. Jeff, you were just a gamer, right? Like as a kid. Uh, you know, I, I was a Bradshaw guy, Jeff, sorry. I, I apologize. I was a Bradshaw guy as yeah, a kid. Yeah. And, and, and it was always like, a lot of times it was like, we got this guy. We got him. And then Jeff, you were just a gamer. Like whenever you know, ever the chips were on the line, there you would be. You know what I mean? Uh, uh, so yeah. many times. And it was, it was an, a great testament to your fortitude and, and ability to rise up, you know. And other guys are faster. JMB, you know, all these guys were, were Damon, they'd go and they'd take off and there you were, though, at the end. Yeah, I'll, 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 I'll never forget, and, and Damon knows, and Larry Griffiths was at Yamaha for years. And yep. uh, when I raced professional Yamaha, you know, I, I, I always tried to hang hang around Larry because he was a good dude and mm-hmm. tell you the way it is. And he would always, I remember more than once, he'd tell me, he said, dude, only 5% of people can handle the pressure and deal with it. And and the other ninety five can't, and uh, I always just kept that in the back of my head. And yeah. it, you know, it's it, it's mental, uh, it's mental toughness. And uh, you know, when it comes down, it's some some yeah. do, some don't. And uh, there's just some, some people that they say some things throughout your career that uh, that always stick with you. And he always said he said would always say, no matter what, no matter what, at the end of that moto. Your competitors hurt just as bad as you do, but it's that extra five percent. If you can dig dig that and push through it, and so yeah. just little things that you remember along the way that people say that kind of stick with you. And so, yeah. 
Um, that's the other cool part about our sport. There's just you surround yourself with so many cool people, from amateurs, parents of other riders. That uh, it's just been an, it's been a great ride. so for all of us for so many years for so many different people. That's just, that's the cool part. You're, you got your family, then you yep. got your whole moto family. Right, right. We see you. I see you every year at Red Bud, Jeff. Of course, you were a longtime advisor for Honda when you uh, when you hung it up. Uh, Damon, you're back at the races, of course, for the folks that fly, and you're doing ride days and. Thank God we're out, you're out of the monster trucks, as I've said over and over. You're back in the sport. We missed you for a long time. But, uh, Jeff, do you any desire to come back more often and do something? Uh, I know you sound like you're a busy guy, but, you know, any, any yeah, desire? Yeah, you know, it's, it's, it's in your blood. Do I have any desire? Um, dude, I, I don't really like leaving Sherwood anymore. <laughs> um, I'm going I'm to struggle to jump in my truck and leave for a couple of days. <laughs> yeah. um, so, but, and, and quite honestly, I mean, I'm not a hundred percent sure where the sport's headed right now, you know, the way things are going and the way the racing's going and I, you know, all the outdoor stuff going on. I mean, it's, uh, at least in Michigan, it's a struggle right now. Yeah. More people just want to ride and have fun than go to, than, than race. I yeah. mean, you go to the local race. My son and I race every third week, and uh, there is nobody at your, our local racetrack. I'm just not sure how to, how to fix that. I mean, if, yeah. as you know, the, the cost has gone through the roof, and, you know, with yeah. what's going on now, I'm not sure people are going to be able to afford it, afford it at all. Yeah, no. local racing is. Uh, yeah, I agree. With, uh, you know, you guys. I, I've I talked about this just in a column I wrote the other day. You two were racing Paris the week before Anaheim won in your primes at, yeah. the, at GFI. Your Damon, you raced the Florida Winter Series, then flew across the county country to race California Golden States. This is all before the season yeah. started, and you two were the, you were one of the best riders in the world. Now nobody yeah. races anymore. Nobody races. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know, so yeah. yeah, it's a different different mentality. I mean, uh, you guys would I don't know if either one of you two but did it, but I mean, Wardy and RJ would would race Sunday after a Supercross sometimes. Yeah, you yeah. know, yeah, I I, ne- I never did, but yeah, yeah, I mean, all of those races leading up to the season, and yeah. you know, now yeah, that would be definitely un- unheard of. Um, but, but, you know, touching on, like yep. you were saying, Jeff, about the lo- you know, the local stuff, I, with all this crap that's been going on for the last month or so, I think there's been more kids on motorcycles this last month than have probably have in a long time. And I don't know if it's because parents have had the opportunity to get them out. At least what I've seen in Idaho, I feel like there's more kids on motorcycles than there has been in a long time. So I'm hoping that when this all bounces back, that we're going to see some younger generation on bikes. I will yeah. just, I have to see, I guess. Yeah, I agree 100%. I deal with some bike shop, local bike shops here, and he got 14 Honda 110s in a week ago, and they were gone in two days. And that's what he said. He says, it's like parents that's are going awesome. out buying their kids, buying their yeah. kids bike and saying, hey, go ride around the yard. You're bugging the crap out of me, you know? So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, 100%. 100%, 100% you're 100% right. Uh, the, all the little stuff is, is gone. And so, yeah. So, yeah, let's that's, hope that they, they'll buy goggles and helmets and, and, and gear and, and get their kids into it. That's a great point, yeah. Damon. You're right. This There could be a silver lining to all of this stuff, and that could be yeah. you know, more, more people active, more people ride motorcycles. Yeah, absolutely. Good point. Um, you know, if they get yeah. off that video game for a little bit and, right. and go intermingle some riding a motorcycle and tell their friends, then yeah. maybe we could see this thing bounce back. Yeah, that'd be, that'd be great. Uh, Moto Fight Club. So, D- Damon, uh, Jeff talked at the first at the top of the show about you know bringing a CR250, but you know also bringing a 450. There, there, there's no way, Damon, that Jeff is going to ride that 250. He's jumping on a 450 because he wants to beat you. That's it. Well, that, that's the, the bottom the, line. 
Well, somebody has mentioned um, that they have they have a good 250 Yamaha two-stroke. So we'll see. If it shows up, then maybe I'll have the opportunity to ride one, and who knows where, where we'll end up. I mean, I know okay. the, the new YZ450 is you, freaking amazing, amazing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. well, you two need to be – well, it's a bracket racing. We don't quite know if it's going to be best of three races, best of five or something, but bracket racing against each other. I hope you two don't match up in the first round. I don't know if we know that yet. I want to see you. Best, yeah, best of three bracket racing, and when we will match up in the first round. Okay. Sure. The, All bra- right. the bracket is set. Okay. And I'm bra- I'm bringing three different bikes, and I am going to set myself up as far as what bike I can get around <laughs> that track the best. Hey, <laughs> uh, uh, if, if it's. If it's a 250, if it's super tight and short, and it's a yeah. 250F, that's what I'm riding, bro. It's whatever, whatever it takes. <laughs> right, right, right. Uh, please tell no, me, Jeff. I'm, okay, go, uh, Jeff. Uh, no, I'm uh, just saying I'm leaving the chest protector at the house. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. All I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jeff, are you? I, I'm sure you can still fit into some of those axle stuff that you used to wear. You're in great shape. Are you wearing the retro stuff? Are you I am up? not wearing. Okay. I, I do have some brand new stuff, and I could fit, but I, no, I'm not. Okay. I'm made up some badass gear for me and so um, okay um, yeah i'm taking care of troy all right okay that that makes sense but yeah you uh you have a, quite a memorabilia down there in your basement so yeah. it's uh yeah. it's great yeah. to see i'm looking forward to this guys i think it's gonna be awesome uh, uh you two going at it again uh, um this is gonna be great and uh it's tw- it's uh next tuesday yeah, so Monday night, there's a free fireside chat on Monday night. Uh, people can check that out as well. Um, that is at 7 p.m. Eastern. So that'll be a bunch of stories, huh, Damon? Just you guys are telling stories. Oh, it's it's going to be good, and I, I won't say, but one of the riders is going to be flipping burgers for us, so that's going to be the best. No, oh, that's even better. That's fantastic. I won't say who that is. Right, right. <laughs> uh, and, uh, and then Tuesday, Moto Fight Club. So get it uh, and uh, see Jeff, see Damon uh, go against each other again. I'm looking forward to it. Well, boys. Thank you for the time. I appreciate it. Good luck with this. I'll be watching. I can't wait. Thanks, so. buddy. Uh, thanks, guys. Thanks. Yeah, thanks, Steve. Jeff, uh, see you somewhere in the U.S. here in a few days. <laughs> yeah, safe travel. Drive safe. Safe travels. <laughs> yeah. Everybody's, everybody's coming from a long distance, so be safe. We'll see you, we'll see you yeah. Monday. All right. Thanks, right guys. Bye. Let's bye. do it. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Fly Racing Steve Mathis Show. Don't forget to check out some of our past shows, including motocross legends such as The Bad Boy, Rick Johnson. I looked down and my hand was junk. I mean, yeah. it was sitting over to the side. The tendons were jerking in weird places. And my biggest disappointment with Danny Sorbeck is that he never said sorry. Because Danny and I were friends, and we've never talked since. Brian Lunas. Before the 500 event, Dave and I fly to Germany, go down to Stuttgart. There's this little shop out the back of the mall factory. We get our cylinders, take them back, and, you know, off we go. And, you know, we ran Nicosil Cylinders as a factory part for a handful of years before anybody ever saw it in production. Dave Arnold. And, and Magoo was all, you know how he did the big pancake thing? Right. And, right. and he's got the thing, he's completely laying on the gas tank trying to miss his tree. I mean, he would have gone even harder, jumped farther if that tree hadn't have been, you know, yeah. if, if it hadn't have been there. The Hurricane, Bob Hanna. I love the guy. I don't dislike. I think he's the greatest competitor this sport ever had. That absolutely 100% in my mind. I firmly believe that state.
statement I said about these modern-day guys in Switzerland or Holland or Belgium on 45 minutes on the same bike. You're not beating Roger. Are you crazy? Right. They're not doing it. If they think they're so much better nowadays than they were in those days, they're fools. They're different bikes, different times. The Beast from the East, Damon Bradshaw. It got to the point where I didn't want to leave home, and once I got to the race, I wasn't into it. If I wasn't going to give 100%, I'm not going to take their money. The working class hero, Doug Henry. It was definitely an emotional moment for me, just thinking to myself, that's it, you know, and it's, it's amazing the stuff that goes through your head in a short amount of time of the things that, you know, that I was going to miss. The daughter, Ron Machine. Until you really open your ears and you want to listen to what they're saying, it's like beating a dead horse, I mean, you know, and I know from personal experience, did anybody ever sit me down? Of course they did, everybody did. Pro Circuits, Mitch Payton. There's two ways to make the money. One is you can sign for money, or two, you can earn the money. I'm a high believer in earning the money. I think they ride better when they earn the money. Seven-time Jeremy McGrath. I was so mad, like so disappointed and so frustrated that I pulled pick and I left. Every point counts. I could kick myself to this day for not just riding around in tents. It's been no problem. My, my ego got in the way, you know? The O Show, Johnny O'Mara. Stuff that you could, you'd sit there if you didn't even want to ride it, you just wanted to just look at it all day. I mean, I got a chance to test all that. I like that era I was in, I really do. Search Pulp MX in the iTunes Store to enjoy these and over 800 great motocross podcasts. As the days and the months and the years.